Welcome to the Black Heels and Tractor Wheels podcast, where we are sharing stories from a range of women from around New Zealand. For nearly a century, Rural Women New Zealand has been dedicated to strengthening and supporting women and children to become empowered members of their communities. We hope that by hearing these stories from inspiring women all around the country, you'll feel inspired yourself. We're your hosts, Emma Higgins and Claire Williamson, and we'd love for you to join and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our rural stories. Today I'm speaking to Emma Higgins, one of my fellow board members here at Rural Woman New Zealand. She is a senior dairy analyst at Rabobank and has had a range of roles in corporate and agribusiness throughout her career. She's a mum to two beautiful children and lives in sunny Nelson with her husband, Jimmy. She's also a third generation Rural Woman New Zealand member. And today we talk about motherhood, champions and juggling it all in today's world. Thank you for joining me, Emma. You're welcome. It's nice to be doing this, you and I. Normally we're both on the same side of the interview table so this is a little bit different it is a little bit different it's a little bit different so let's crack into it so one of the things that we love um, hearing a lot about is stories from growing up in in the rural sector and the rural communities and how they kind of shape you into the person you are today so can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and your experiences growing up yeah sure so I grew up with two brothers I'm so I'm in the middle I've got an older brother and a younger brother and my parents and we grew up on a farm just outside of Nelson Um, my parents are still there today and we've actually boomeranged back and forth to the farm just recently which is really nice because now I've got two kiddies it's nice that they know where I grew up Um, so yeah we grew up just helping out on the farm and I'm sure that you know anyone with a, a farming background or a farming childhood would appreciate that I think growing up on a farm engenders a really strong work ethic and that's what I remember a lot about so um, a lot of my earliest memories were working in the wool shed for example helping dad with stock work the best one I think was probably the little money spinner that I had going on with sheep manure so I used to collect bags of sheep manure from underneath the wool shed and I used to sell that to um, to family friends who had generally been browbeaten into buying it and it actually served me quite well I managed to go to um, a school trip to Japan through the money that I earned with that but one particular time I remember I had a big order that rolled through and I didn't quite have the inventory on hand so I had to go and collect manure that particular day Um, poor planning on my behalf and I hadn't quite yet worked out you know time management I was probably about 11 (laughs) and I hadn't checked with dad what his plans were and he happened to have a mob of sheep in the wool shed at the time and I just had to go and collect this these bags of sheep manure there was no other way and so I just had to put on a rain jacket (laughs) and crawl (laughs) under get the manure and hope for the best and you know I think that kind of that whole lifestyle I think just you know um it, it really instilled that hard work ethic and you just got to do what you got to do to get yeah, the job done. Got to get in there. And, so, and, and also in terms of it being your first foray into customer service as well, you know, like the customer's right and they they needed their manure. Exactly. So, yeah, they they exactly. get what they get and they get what they want. And yeah, that was that was the way I had to do it. In terms of like moving f- from being that 11-year-old entrepreneur into being Emma Higgins, the Rabobank uh, senior analyst, 
Can you tell us a little bit about and fill in the the gaps between those two spaces? I guess you could say, Claire, it's a bit of a long and twisted journey um, because I I actually never wanted to have anything to do with agriculture, like working in it. It takes a really special person to um, certainly work on the farm at least, and I never wanted to do that. And so I thought that I would go to university and do law instead. So I went down to Canterbury, studied law down there, had a great time. But in my third year, I went to a careers evening and that was kind of where my path twisted a little bit. Um, so there was a woman who was um, on one of the one of the stands for one of the businesses and I happened to know her sister really well. So we were just, I went over and started talking to her and just, just had a few yarns as you do. And then towards the end, she was like, oh, you should apply for this role. And I was like, okay, what is it? <laughs> she was like, oh, it's for a tax consultant. And I was like, oh, I don't do numbers. And she was like, oh, no, there's not really many numbers involved, which is a lie. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I submitted my CV and um, long story short, ended up getting an internship, which led to you know a full-time gig once I finished uni which is a really amazing awesome start to my career you know the the soft skills training that you get in a huge corporate like that is second to none so kind of set me up for the position that I'm in now and and how I made that leap from you know living the amazing corporate life in Wellington to where I am now was that um, I really decided that I wanted to change and that actually I did want to re-engage with the agricultural community and work in an industry that actually helped farmers Um, and so yeah I applied for all these banking roles I got given some great advice from from a a guy who had recently joined our organization and he said why don't you give banking a crack so I went for it and I got declined every single time (laughs) and it was a great learning experience you know, um, going through the interview stages, you know, getting your CV ready, doing that over and over again, I think really re- builds a, a resilience yourself. You learn a lot of things along the way. Um, but finally, I, I interviewed for a position at, at Rabobank and it was slightly different to what I'm in now. And the hiring manager was amazing. And he said, look, I don't think you're right for this particular role, but you've got some amazing skills and talents. And I think you'd be, you know, a great fit for our organization. Have you considered the research side of things? So yeah, he introduced me to effectively the role that I'm in now. It's slightly different, but I was very fortunate in in that regard that he thought of me and thought of, you know, the additional things that I could bring Long story short, um, moved to Christchurch, found a husband, had kids, moved back to Nelson, here I am. One thing I'm really interested in because it's something that a lot of us as um, women and especially as young driven women in organisations face is can you tell me about a time and perhaps um, what you've just described is a really good example of that, but in a little bit more detail would be amazing in this and kind of finding those Um, champions in organizations who can really help shape the pathway that you take into more senior roles, into leadership positions, and into really pushing your career forward? Finding champions is huge. And um, I wouldn't be where I am today without the support of a number of champions. And the interesting thing, I think, is that majority of them have been men. 
sorry, I've had some amazing, don't get me wrong, I've had some amazing female champions as well, but I've had a lot of male champions. And I think that's a really important point to remember, given that, you know, the stats don't really lie, that there are a lot of men in more of those leadership positions, certainly depending on what industry you're in, but but in the primary industry, mm-hmm. industry space as well, it, it does tend to be male orientated. The ability to find those champions is a tricky one. And I don't have any, you know, real hard advice for how that might work. I think it's definitely dependent on your personality and, you know, your own circumstances. But what I would say is that I think it's really important to invest in networking. I think this is something that men do really, really well. The ability for them to just pick up the phone and shoot the breeze Mm. is incredible. And I do think that women, um, women tend to have a lot on their plates. If I'm just thinking about me, myself, I'm thinking about some of my peers and people that I've observed in the workplace across my years of working in various organizations. I've observed that women tend to have a bit of a to-do list and Mm. we need to get these jobs done because we've got a lot of things happening. We just need to get Mm. it sorted. Whereas again, I'm just generalizing here. But I I do think that men are very good at um, just connecting with other Mm. guys and creating their networks, which helps to build some of those pathways in terms of climbing up that that ladder for their career. So there's one thing I'm trying to focus on. It's probably that is remembering that actually networking is working Mm. and it is going to help me advance my career. Um, And actually, sometimes I need to prioritize that in amongst everything else that's going on. Those are awesome thoughts. I totally agree with you on the networking thing. Uh, and I think as well, it's on top of it, it's creating those relationships by which we can actually have someone understand the authentic version of ourselves and why we might be a good fit for an opportunity in their mind. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's even more important today in the environment that we're in to really put ourselves out there and trying to actually make those genuine connections because you know a lot of people are doing this Zoom situation or you know whatever it is online and it's harder again I think to create those perhaps for some people to create those authentic connections so um that's that's one thing I'm quite mindful of and the other thing is just around I guess the challenges of some of the networking aspects when you are a working mum as well Mm. because a lot of the networking also happens and the connections and the genuine authentic Um, relationships that you can build with people sometimes that can happen outside of work so whether it's you know going for that Mm. five o'clock beer whether it's staying after the conference and catching up with people Mm. and again I think that's another avenue that I'm trying to be mindful about where I've got those competing interests of I've got to get home I've got to leave now I've got to beat the traffic and pick up the kids from daycare or I've got to go home and see my kids I haven't seen them for a couple of days you know I've been at this conference for two days now um, you know maybe it's taken me a day to get there so I need to go and see my family so it's so it's about all those competing interests and and I don't have any (laughs) wise words for how you juggle it all but I am trying to be more mindful that actually sometimes you've got to do the mahi outside of the normal work hours or in ways that I perhaps haven't considered important before. 
Absolutely. Let's take a little bit of a slight turn and start talking a little bit about how you got involved with Rural Women New Zealand. We're both now involved on the board, which is amazing for us both to have not only the opportunity ourselves, but to be able to really add value to the organisation. So what connected you to Rural Women New Zealand and what do you say is, is your contribution and where we can go in future? Yeah, so I'm, I'm lucky in the regard that I'm third generation rural woman member. So uh, my earliest memories of my nana being involved and I must have been eight or nine. And I remember her, you know, rushing out the door to, to, to join the meetings. And for her, it was really around the social connection side of things in the community service. So that was my first real understanding of rural woman. And then fast forward, a, you know, a, a couple of years or a number of years later, and my mum got involved. So she um, she was really interested in the the leadership aspect. There was a program at that point in time which Rural Women ran, and it was about getting members of Rural Women up to Wellington, up to national office, and giving them the experience of how the organisation operates at that national level um, in terms of contributing to policy, um, select committees, and interviews with the ministers and things. And it was at that point in time that I realized actually rural women not only does amazing things at the grassroots level, but also, you know, it has a the ear of government effectively. Uh, and as part of that, my mum went on to the board. I'm somewhere in between. I I wanted and want to make a difference to the community still and get back into that. You know, I've I've had a lot going on over the past few years, you know, establishing my career and having babies, but now I want to start giving back uh, to the community mm-hmm. but I also want to have that that nationwide view as well and help I guess steer the organization and take it to a new level fully respecting that you know Claire and you and I we stand on the shoulders of giants and there's been some amazing work that um, the organization has done so I think that's what I'm excited about to that second part mm-hmm. of your question where are we you know what do I hope to contribute and where are we going with this um, I'm really excited to you know develop some new initiatives for and you know help with that essentially look to really grow our membership base to capture that next generation of rural women and um, help build on that legacy you know it's almost 100 years old now so let's see if we can push it further incredible Incredible. and I think just that real feeling that we have so many wonderful rural stories to tell even in this day and age rural life is completely different to how it was 50 years ago and most certainly different to how it was 100 years ago what what are some of the things that really excite you about uh, living rurally and being involved in a rural community because it's it's kind of a different experience for everyone and it's also a different experience depending on what time of life your family situation and your career so I'm interested in where that fits in for you at the moment. Yeah I think what I'm enjoying about rural life and so you know, I guess to give full completeness. So I've moved up from Christchurch. I was based there for the last sort of six or seven years. I've now moved back to Nelson, really enjoying being in a smaller community. And as I said, my parents are out on the farm. So I guess at the first level, it's really nice having the connection to the farm for my kids and hopefully engendering some of those characteristics that we talked about earlier on around, you know, resilience and work ethic and other amazing attributes that living or or having a connection to the farm can bring. But also I'm loving connecting with women in this role, whether it is within Nelson or whether it's at a more national level. I'm loving 
finding these amazing gems of stories and characters and women who have done amazing things. And, you know, this is why you and I have started this podcast, you know, it's to bring light to some of those amazing, incredible women out there who are doing some awesome things. And the more I'm around women, the more I appreciate them as well. And that the other thing is that in my day-to-day role at Rabobank, I, I engage a lot with men. It just is the way it is, um, you know, and it's part of the industry that I'm in. And I'm really enjoying this more feminine aspect to my life now. So I'm excited about what I can learn from the ladies, basically. The, the stories we hear over a meal or over a cup of tea in the office at leadership gatherings, it's just, they're really incredible. And and some of them I've really been quite blown away by some of the some of the things we've been able to hear. So bringing life to those stories is, is super exciting. I think there are not only successes in life and, and we have so many times where we face challenges and we face some really tough things. What do you think for you would stand out as one of the, the toughest moments that you've had? And how did you get through that? What, what were the tools? What were the um, experiences that helped you kind of feel that you could move through and move to the next stage? Yeah. So toughest experience has to be coming back from maternity leave for a variety of reasons. So you don't know what you don't know, (laughs) particularly, you know, before baby comes along, you've got no idea what life's going to be like afterwards. And I don't think anyone does. And when I came back from maternity leave, I found it incredibly difficult. I came back at a time where there was a lot of things happening in my job, just because there were a lot of things happening in the dairy space at that point in time. And I didn't give myself enough time to get my feet under the table, I think. Um, I had to really hit the ground running. And at that point in time, (laughs) my son didn't sleep very well. So Mm. he was up for hours every single night, like I'm talking two hours which, you know, when you when you spread that over a couple of years, it actually takes its toll mentally on you, yeah. um, as well as physically, you know, like I think the lowest point for me probably was, I remember I had a presentation early in the morning and for various reasons, I ended up only, you know, doing the, the final touches to that quite late at night and my husband was also away as well. And so I shut my computer down for the night And then Freddie woke up and he was up for hours. And I was just so anxious and strung out that I hadn't got any sleep and that I was tired and then, you know, like mentally just drained. That I don't think I ended up getting to bed until like 4.30 or getting to sleep. And I had to be, you know, up at 6.30 and presenting at, at nine kind of thing. And that was a real, it was a low point, but also a high point in the sense that I got through it and I had some amazing feedback from that presentation as well. And I kind of thought to myself, well, I know what I can do now on virtually nothing. And I know I'm capable of of doing this all, you know, this whole motherhood working experience. And I know I can do it. So, yeah. So I guess for me, that's kind of my my measuring stick whenever I come up against adversity. Um, I I know that I'm capable of doing amazing things on not a lot. (laughs) It's my low point, but also my my high point. (laughs) <laughs> and it's also about kind of creating a 
positive out of a negative in a way as well and on reflection being able to say yeah I smashed that I'm awesome yay go me I don't know if I'd say that so much but um I survived (laughs) obviously you you do juggle a lot of things in your life but I would say that very much there are people who look up to you who feel inspired by you I know I certainly do what is it for you that that makes success like what what does a successful Emma Higgins who is just utterly stoked about the way that she's living her life and the different things that she's able to do what does that successful person look like for you oh that is a big one (laughs) yeah I'm feeling the pressure to really um continue performing as well knowing that I um yeah, I have that impact on people. No, I just now success, I think, is a moving target. Mm. And I think it's, it encompasses a number of aspects of me and my life. And there's obviously success in the professional sense. But success in the personal sense, I think, as well, is pretty important. And it's what I'm trying to focus on at the moment. Um, the career can come and go. But mm. success, personally, for me, looks like having happy, healthy kids and raising genuinely good people to contribute Mm -hmm. to society. And a little story about that is like a couple of days ago, I saw Freddie. So my, my son, Freddie, he's three and a half and something happened with another kid to his little sister, my youngest, Georgie, she's one. And he got really protective over her and got really upset that she was hurt. And Mm. I was like, yes, that's great. I'm engendering this empathetic nature in my son. And, you know, he is hopefully, if we continue on this path, he's going to be kind and caring and like a really good human. So I was really stoked about that. But I think the other thing for me around success is is having and maintaining strong friendships. Mm. This is something that I'm working on because I have spent so long focusing on my career and my, you know, met my husband, as I said, and developing our relationship, getting married and then having kids. There hasn't been a lot of time for friends left over. So that's what I'm trying to do now (laughs) is just really be mindful of that and try and keep those connections going and giving back more in that Mm. sense because I know that I've been taking from them if that makes sense that is such a lovely description of success as well because there are many people who (laughs) might no but it is because it's a really authentic way of of describing what it looks like for you and that's why we ask these questions because it's such an awesome way to look at all these different perspectives so thank you for that and thank you for your your honesty and thank you for your time Emma like it's always a pleasure to speak with you it's always a pleasure to hear about what you're up to and to hear ups and downs and where your life has gone over the last 32 years (laughs) yes well done (laughs) I really appreciate you sitting down with me and having a wee chat so uh, thank you so much oh thank you thanks for the opportunity it's nice to talk about um I guess it's nice to talk about other aspects and and in particular like we said just shining a light on the work that rural women do is just such a huge part of this so I am I'm just so stoked that you know we're we're doing this together and yeah I can't wait to really bring out the awesome stories of the ladies of New Zealand
Rural Women New Zealand is a community of like-minded women who are doing amazing things in their respective regions and communities. This podcast celebrates the achievements, successes and stories of our rural women, which are also the foundations for our organisation's rich history. We want you to be part of our future story. So please join us by clicking on the link in the show notes and we look forward to welcoming you into the fold. Mm -hmm.